Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It's an interesting topic today, as usual. Yeah, we're going to dig into some topic regarding marriage. Yes, yes. But how it actually impacts your legacy as well. And it's the one word, the five-letter word. You ready? Pride. The five-letter word that can destroy your marriage and destroy your legacy. Yeah, it's it's a rough thing being prideful. It's okay to be proud of an accomplishment. Right. I mean, even Proverbs 12, 27 says that a man delights in his diligence, right? Because he's proud of his hard work, and that's fine. But there's a biblical definition of pride that is not good that we're going to go into and we're going to give practical application of how this hurts marriage Mm -hmm. some tools that you can use um, and some scripture we'll even share some personal stories oh boy here we go i know i know i mean seriously though that's what people relate to the most right it's true you guys like hearing how we're (laughs) you guys like hearing how we've struggled at times why is that why is it that people feel better about themselves when someone else is admitting to struggle? It's encouraging. It's encouraging. You know, that's just weird, though. It's just true, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, they're not perfect. They they have struggles, too. Nobody likes somebody that it's perfect. Right? It's got it all together. That's true. I don't like learning from people or 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 even being friends with people who can't admit when they're wrong. Yeah, because the truth is nobody is perfect. Well, Jesus, but he wasn't a Right, that's true. A normal dude. That's right. So, <clears throat> before we dive into that, Isaac and I thought it would be kind of fun yeah. to let you guys into our personal <clears throat> life a little bit more. So, we're going to share a couple interesting facts about each of us. Yeah. Why don't you kick it off? Okay. Uh one that comes to my mind, I love this. I when I was 9 years old, Um, I sold wooden boats and other wooden things I made myself on a little table on a street corner of Port Townsend. Uh, What's kind of cool is my best day, I made $100. That's exciting. Which back then was I mean, this was was 34 years ago (laughs) when you were nine years old. (laughs) All right, all right, my turn. So an interesting fact about me is that I... I actually didn't think that I was going to have any kids when I was in high school and college. Isn't that strange? I didn't want children. Isn't that strange? That's a little odd. Here I am. Sometimes God knows best. Far better than our plans. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. All the time. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you share one more and I'll share one more. One more? One more. We're going to keep some for other episodes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll give you one more. So, um, my biological father, who I never met, he played on, he was a starter on the team that was depicted in the movie, Remember the Titans. And we got to go to the premiere of the movie. In Washington, D.C. Yeah. That was, we had just had, Kelsey, our oldest, was six weeks old. Yeah. Got to go meet the coaches and the, the players, the original yep. players on the team. Yeah. That was a pretty powerful experience. Yeah, very powerful. Are you going to share one more? 
Oh, do I have to? Okay, I'll share one more. Um, another one is I spent my youth from age 12 until I was 22 going to Mexico to build houses for the homeless, mm -hmm. the Oaxacan Indians in the Treaky village called Oaxaca. Um, there were only two years out of all those years that I didn't go. And we would go back to the same village every year. So we actually developed really close relationships with them. We built churches, homes, brought clothes, paid slaves way out of a cotton cool. field. It was pretty powerful that experience. That is very cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to dig in here. We're going to talk about some tough things today. And I think everybody will get a lot out of it. Um, and here's a few thoughts first, which is if you want, uh, sorry, if you can't remember the last time you were wrong, then you're, you might be prideful. You're probably prideful. What's another one, honey? If you haven't taken honest responsibility for conflict, like recognizing that you actually are a part mm. of the problem, then you're probably prideful. If somebody gives you a critique and several things are right about that critique, but one is wrong and you can't hear it because of the one wrong, you might you're, be prideful. Yeah. That's so right. It's really important to be able to listen to people, even if some things aren't true. So why is this important? Why are we talking about this today? Well, your legacy is at stake. This is critical because if the parents are prideful, then the kids are going to be prideful. This is something that we have been constantly in a boot camp in marriage. If you have been married for any amount of time, you know that this is it's a sanctifying, refining experience being married in yeah. a good kind of way because we're all, if we're Christians, God wants his church to be blemish-free. He yeah. doesn't want us to be living in self-righteousness, but he does want us to be righteous. He wants us to be godly. He says, be holy because I am holy. Mm -hmm. And so pride is actually, if you think about it, pride and selfishness are really at the root of every other sin. Yeah, That's kind of big, right, guys? And so if we are dealing with our own sins, mm -hmm. right, and we're being humbled, and we're dealing with our kids' sins, and we're teaching them how to have a humble heart, it's important that we take those rose-tinted glasses off. Again, I've talked about this so many times in other podcasts, but we have to be able to see ourselves. And before even walking into like confrontation or a meeting or, yeah. or anything, we have to be able to go, you know what? I could be wrong. I'm going to be open-minded. Yeah. And if we can't do that, then we're prideful. You know, it's a little example, but uh, last night at dinner, there were rolls and I'm trying to stay away from um, a lot of bread because it's just not good for me. Yeah. And so I, the roll looks so good and I grabbed it and Drew knew my goal of not eating bread. And he is he, so clever. <laughs> and he challenged me in such a creative way. I forget what he said, but he asked me a question and instead of saying, dad, you shouldn't do that. He said, Dad, he said something about how, Dad, isn't Dad, that going to be so tasty? And then what's going to happen after that, Dad? Yeah. And, and you're like, like, oh, I'm going to And I had it one. broken <laughs> in half. I was about to butter it up. <laughs> and I owe Drew a thank you. And I put it down. And I was so thankful for that. But it, it, and there was, a, there was a moment where I'm like, is he being respectful? But he was, actually. But he actually was. But that would have been my pride. Like, the pride could have kicked in there. Uh -huh. I'm the adult. I'm the dad. What are you talking to me like that? Yeah. That could have kicked in. Totally. And I think a lot of parents struggle with that. If there's ever a time where our kids go, hey, wait a second. Like, you're doing what you asked me not to do. Mm -hmm. And we are like, don't talk to me. I'm the parent. I can make my own decisions. Then we're struggling with pride. And honestly, like, our kids are not going to be obedient to us or take us seriously if we are not 
living by what we're preaching to them or teaching to them, right? Exactly. Like we have to live it. So, so, so I do want to mention, thank you for all of you that have uh, joined the workshop, the free workshop, uh, Courageous Parenting Workshop. It's really good. We're getting a lot of good feedback from it. It's helping tons of people. Mm-hmm. We wanted something free beyond the podcast that mm-hmm. would be really helpful to people. Also, what's really cool is we're giving a free download from the Parenting Mentor Program. Uh, each of the lessons in the big Parenting Mentor Program has a, a parenting packet. We're giving the first one for free in the free workshop, which has 37 important scriptures about parenting. It's yeah. kind of the foundation of biblical parenting scriptures. That was such a fun workshop too. I mean, I I just love, I love the information that we're sharing in there. Yeah. So feel free to do that. It's in the notes and it's completely free. We will uh, show you inside the dashboard to the parenting mentor program too. So if that was ever a consideration of joining that, then you mm-hmm. have better mm-hmm. information about that. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's kick it off let's guys. It. So we mentioned that pride is the root of almost every sin. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a a huge thing to hit. Now, listen to what God's word says about pride. Proverbs 11, 2 says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with humble is wisdom. So with the humble is wisdom. Do we want to be the humble that God is talking about? Do we want our kids to be the humble people or do we want them to suffer shame? Well, it takes real confidence. And this goes into the next point Mm -hmm. here, which is what is the difference between confidence and pride? And it takes real confidence to be, to have humility because um, you have to be so secure in who you are to allow somebody to expose weakness in you. So this is, we, we talk about the importance of raising courageous, confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. We mm. want our kids to be confident, yes. right? But that's not the same thing as being prideful. Yeah, Those are two very different things. And so it's important that you understand the actual definitions behind them. And you just shared the one for pride. Confidence is actually a self-assuredness that things are going to be okay because you have skills or talents or whatever. And if if you're raising your kids to be confident Christian kids, they're going to have a self-assuredness that they're going to be okay because of Christ in their life. Because and of Christ. He it's will a, help them. It's a confidence yes. of through faith in God. So it's understanding how powerful God is through you. That's right. It's not about me through oh, me. I can do it all. Yes. God through me mm-hmm. versus me through me. Right. So it's really important. And is it okay to be confident in your abilities and some of those things? It is totally fine. But I, the, yeah, I but, think God wants us to celebrate those because he gave them to us. Yes. Right? Y- yes. But pride, here's the definition of pride. in an, A, inordinate opinion of one's own mm-hmm. dignity, importance, or superiority in mind or conduct. And so it's the loftiness. It's beyond haughty eyes. Yes. As the scriptures say, right? Yeah. Wise in your own eyes. We'll cover Better some of than those other scriptures. People. Right. And so, or you know what this comes to mind is I don't know if you've ever met a person that brings other people down, like puts other people down to uphold themselves or puff themselves up you can tell that they're doing it because they're like i'm better at that or i did this this way like the the reality is is that you know if your kids ever come home with sadness or whatever because of something like that then it's important that we are praying for those kids also because usually when someone puffs themselves up it's because they're insecure and this interesting the worldly approach actually works in the world 
It works in the, yeah. What I mean by that is is in the business world, people that are just overly prideful and, you know, proclaiming themselves as amazing and all these kinds of things. It actually or have works. power with their money and they- It works. It's and so, really fe- so it feeds um, the wrong behavior sometimes. Now, could you be a CEO in the world or a leader in the world mm-hmm. that has a lot of confidence and also attracts people? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference in that. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. I have another scripture here that I think is really important that we listen to. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm-hmm. So is, is pride evil? Well, let's find out. It also says pride and arrogance and the evil way- and the perverse mouth I hate. So God literally saying pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Mm -hmm. God hates pride. Why would God hate pride? I mean, let's just think about this for a second. Well, it moves him completely out of the equation. Totally. If you're prideful and you think I can do this by myself, there's no need for God. Well, that's what it leads to is self-reliance. Self-independence. I can do this. I don't need anybody's Mm -hmm. help. I hate asking for help. Right. That was a hard one for me. I used to really not, I wanted to be self-assured and not have to ever ask for help. So I'd set things up, have all my finances, everything. So I'd never need anybody's help. Yeah. And we had that for a long time. We were independent in a way to where we didn't actually fully like we we didn't even need to be a part of the body of Christ actually yeah. because we we're so independent from that, from that perspective and independence isn't biblical mm. in that regard god wants us to be a part of the body of Christ but not just being a part of the body of Christ he actually wants us to carry one another's burdens and we can't do that if we aren't telling people what burdens we have and so that if your kids never see you asking for help or never see you helping somebody else they're not going to learn it They're not going to learn it. They're not going to learn it. And not only that, but they're probably going to be so prideful because they know the real deal that's going on in your family. They know about the financial stress or whatever it is, right? And because kids just know. I mean, let's just be honest. Kids can tell something's up. And if we're not fully telling them, they're going to think it has something to do with them. So we need to be somewhat like transparent about that kind of stuff with our kids. But the reality is, is if they don't see you ever sharing with other brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. and re- being humble enough to receive that help, then they're going to struggle with the exact same challenge when they're adults and it's going to impact their legacy. So James 4, 6 says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And he's quoting Proverbs 3.34 there Yeah, in James. I love the Bible like that. By the way, if you ever want to have impact on your kids in their belief in the Bible, uh, just a quick segue, show them where things were talked about in the Old Testament that are talked about in the New New Testament Testament. or prophecies that have come true. This isn't a prophecy, but it's just a reminder how important that is to tell them, to show them this is a living, breathing word of God. Right. It's not just in the Old Testament or in Proverbs that God doesn't like pride. Yeah. God actually doesn't like pride post-Jesus coming and saving us from ourselves, right? And one other point, if someone ever says, I'm Mm -hmm. just a New Testament Christian, Mm -hmm. uh, well, then why does the New Testament constantly quote the Old Testament? (laughs) Okay, we're getting (laughs) off topic now. That's an important little nugget. It is. It is an important nugget. But I think that it's important that we understand that in marriage, it's God didn't design marriage for us to be happy all the time. Although we can enjoy happiness. Mm -hmm. He does want us to delight in this good gift that he designed for marriage, right? right. Marriage is a good thing. But 
like Gary Thomas says in his book, Sacred Marriage, mm. marriage is to make you holy, not just happy, right? Yeah. And so part of that is that when we get into an argument, are we willing to say, I'm wrong? Here's a question for you. Here's a courageous marriage challenge. If you haven't said, I'm sorry, or admitted to being wrong lately, I challenge you to think back to a time when you were being prideful and not being willing to say, I'm sorry, or I'm wrong. Or you don't even have to say I'm wrong. You can say, you're right. Let the other person have it. And just say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I, I mean, really, what is pride? Like, pr- it's nothing in a conversation. If you just go, you know what? You're totally right. I'm learning from you. Doesn't that make your relationship open up and be able to go deeper, which is what we all should want? Like, what is the point of pride anyway? It just holds us back from So growing. when you're in a marriage fight and you really look on the outside, if you can get outside of yourself for a second, and you go, what are we fighting about? Are we fighting about something that's important that... Uh, would it's put like people eternal. Would eternal or put people in danger if yes. I'm not right? Yes. Or am I just fighting because I want to look right? Wow. I know. And, and not only that, th- so this is there's something that Isaac and I really feel like we need to share with you guys regarding marriage. And this could be either a husband or a wife that's doing this. If one of you is constantly falling on the sword, as you like to call it, mm-hmm. always taking the the fall. Always being wrong. Yep. What you're actually doing is hurting your partner. You're emboldening Because you're emboldening what in them? Pride. Pride. And it becomes a quiet monster deeply rooted in their heart to where they think they're right all the time. Because the marriage team is the most, you have the most powerful influence on each other. And so if somebody's falling on the sword all the time, because it's like, oh, it's not worth it to go into battle here. It's not worth it to fight, which that is valuable. Yeah. But on the other side of it, if you don't have to fight, but you can communicate in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't just you fall on the sword, but you should make sure that we both understand where we went wrong. Because if only one person understands where they went wrong. Over and over and over, over again. Over and over and over and over time, you are completely disservicing your spouse and- they are becoming prideful and not as effective in raising children. And you know what? Pride will destroy your marriage. If you allow that sin to continue being growing in your partner, over time, it'll become so prideful that they themselves can get to a place where they, they think so highly of themselves and so lowly of you that they don't respect you. True. And it can become, I mean, because like we said, pride is really a root of many sins. Yeah. Right? Why would a person have an affair? Mm-hmm. because they think that they're better than their partner and they deserve someone better. Sure. Right? There's pride all over that. Pride. I mean, there's pride in so many situations. And so we just want to challenge you that if one person is continually mm-hmm. sacrificing themselves because they just don't want to get into it, there is a big rooted issue. Yeah. And you need to deal with that or you're not going to grow. And you're going to actually leave a legacy of pride in your kids, which is super dangerous because prideful people are independent. They're not transparent with people and they hurt other people regularly by, you know, manipulating situations. So they're always right. It hurts relationships because it'll move people away from relationship, close relationship with you if you're prideful. They'll be like, well, that person always thinks they're right. So I'll keep a little Mm -hmm. bit of distance. And, And then the prideful person 
thinks nobody understands them. It's true. Because nobody is getting real with them, perhaps. And it really could be just a reason of people are wary of the pride in that person. They always seem right. They always turn. When when I bring something to them, I leave feeling like it was only my fault. When I was bringing something that I saw that and they to needed them, to work that's on. That's blame shifting. Yeah. Like at its finest. And we've dealt with this. Like it can become a pattern in a child or in, in your life or yeah. in a child's life. But it's so important that you nail it on the head and oh, that yeah. you recognize that it's the manipulation mm-hmm. and that the manipulation and the pl- blame shifting is sinful and you need to deal with it, but it's actually rooted in pride yeah, and self-preservation and self-protection. Why would they do that? Because they care too much what other people think of them and that they are always right, actually. So why are we talking yeah. about marriage when this is courageous parenting? Because you're the leaders of your kids and they're going to either become prideful because of how you're behaving or they're mm-hmm. going to become broken because of the pride in how you're behaving. Right. And if you aren't dealing with it within yourself, you're not going to see it clearly in your kids. You're just going to say general terms of, hey, knock it off or Hey, don't do that. Or hey, stop being so mean to your sister. Don't tattletale again. Don't tattletale again. You're, but but if but you you're deal not, with it. but you have to get to the root. It's again going back to that biblical vocabulary. Sin. You have to get to the root of the sin versus mm-hmm. generalities, mm-hmm. so that they're actually recognizing their sin. They can repent and reconcile with the person and reconcile with God and actually ha- conquer that. Right. So Proverbs sixteen verses. 18 and 19 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of humble spirit with the lowly than to divide divide the spoil with the proud. This is a huge warning. We Mm -hmm. don't want our kids to suffer destruction. We don't want them to have a haughty haughty spirit. Right. Um, Another verse that I really want to share with you guys is in Proverbs 26, verse 12, which says, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Mm. There is more hope for a fool. Mm-hmm. Than for him. Right. More hope for a fool. That's very dangerous warning. Yeah. And one that we need to heed as parents. Like as we're looking at these scriptures, we first need to look at ourselves and go, am I haughty in my own mm-hmm. eyes as a parent? Am I haughty in my own eyes as a teacher? Am mm-hmm. I haughty in my own eyes as a wife or a husband? But then we also need to look at our kids and go, are they struggling with like putting other people down to make themselves feel good? Are yeah. they struggling with... um selfishness and other sins that actually the root of those is pride. Absolutely. Right? Are they recognizing their need for a savior? Because yeah. if they're not recognizing their need for a savior, we're in big, this is eternal damage. Oh yeah. Eternal destruction headed our way, right? For our kids. Oh yeah. So if they don't have a need for a savior, it's because of pride. Amen. We're going to take just a moment and, we have, and we'll finish up here with some really powerful stuff. But uh, first of all, something really incredible happened, which is, you know, we're over 100,000 downloads. So thank you, everybody. That's uh, exciting. We're over 500 Woo-hoo! ratings, uh, 490 of which I believe are five-star ratings. There's 130 or so comments, or I guess they call those reviews on iTunes. Yes. yes. Uh, so just amazing. And that really furthers the movement to impact 1 million families and their legacies. Right. And, uh, you know, four months in here, uh, we're way ahead of schedule, I guess, with that goal. That's exciting. So, yeah. so that's God's pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Cool. And we would love your support. And also, I just want you to listen real quick to another 
family that just went through the parenting mentor program. It'll just take a second and then we'll finish up. Hey, I just wanted to jump on here and say thank you to Isaac and Angie for the Courageous Parenting uh, Mentor Program. Um, before, I really felt that I was a, a very heavy-handed mother in uh, in my parenting style. And since getting in the class and being in there for three weeks, I, I feel like they brought me back to the foundations of parenthood and what it should be to biblically biblically raise your children. And so I just want to say thank you. If you guys are even remotely interested in taking the classes, do it. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. Wow. So cool what God is doing with the Parenting Mentor Program. It, you know, what's exciting is that, you know, if people follow us on Instagram, we'll oftentimes share the Insta stories that other people that have been going through our program yeah. will share on Instagram because they tag us. Yeah. And I just love that, especially this week as we've had Holy Week. Yeah. People are really digging in. They're doing uh, Last Supper with their kids. Oh, it's They're so making cool. homemade resurrection eggs. It's just yeah. been really cool yeah. to see how people are implementing. No, it is really cool. Here's a scripture uh, based on what we're talking about. First Corinthians 13, four through eight. And this is what love really looks like. Okay. And a lot of times you hear this at weddings and stuff. This was at our wedding, Yeah, but this isn't a wedding scripture. No, it's not. It's for the body of Christ. And it's for, it's for every relationship. We should be this yeah. way in every relationship. So love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Ooh, there's a word that is right with pride right. a lot of times. Right. Love does not parade itself, is there's... not puffed up. <laughs> These are like our biblical definitions of pride. How dare you critique me? I'm better than you. Or how about this? <laughs> oh, I shared this and I did this and I did that, right? That's boasting. That's a boasting. Parading. <laughs> in insecurities. Yes. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own, is not provoked, mm. thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity. Wow, I'm so happy they're suffering because it makes me feel better. Now, nobody actually says that. No, but we but talked about that at the beginning of this podcast. It's actually a problem. God does not ever want us to rejoice in somebody, in somebody else's, else's iniquity. iniquity. Perhaps that's somebody you haven't forgiven. But rejoices mm. in the truth, yeah. bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So what a powerful scripture. And that might have brought some memories back to your wedding day. So the, you <laughs> that's, know, that's what you committed to your spouse. But it's mm -hmm. what we all commit to all people because we're right. to love our neighbors. And so uh, mm. that's really important. So prideful mm. is the enemy of that scripture, being right. prideful. Well, yeah, if you think about it, if you're prideful, then you're not going to be able to be long suffering no. or patient not because, at all. okay, so patient alone. If you think about it, a prideful person's going to be like, why can't this person just change? I told right. them what's wrong with them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Versus being that long suffering, recognizing everyone's on a different spiritual journey and being able to like walk patiently, yeah, lovingly, not rudely. Not pointing out errors. So, Angie, we've yeah. talked about marriage and we've talked about these things. And now we're going to talk about legacy. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe you could give some practical examples of when kids are being prideful, what that looks like and how you handle it. Wow. Okay. You're putting me on the spot this time. So this isn't actually something that we had talked about. But pride, because we said it's kind of the root of almost all sins, yeah. actually, that mm -hmm. and selfishness. How many of you guys have struggled with kids not sharing? 
Mm, there's a good one. So that's selfishness. But if they think that they deserve it more than the other person, that's actually pride. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because they're they're being selfish. I want that. But they're also saying, I what I want is more important than what he wants, which is pride. Mm-hmm. And if a child is like, no, I don't want to jump on the trampoline. I want to do this instead. And they're constantly like forcing everyone to do what they want to do. That's pride. Um, another example would be um, having a temper tantrum or emotional breakdown um, because they're struggling with being obedient because they want their will done more than mom's will or more than God's will. So how do you handle one of those situations? You actually <clears throat> go through the 10 steps of discipline that we talk about in the Courageous Parenting Program. Um, but there's you have to actually use biblical vocabulary with your kids, regardless of if they're two or 10, mm-hmm. you know, and coming at it <clears throat> from a heart of really caring about their heart and sharing with them, listen, all sin separates us from God. All sin comes between you and your brother or your sister or your friend or your mom or your dad mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. It it actually <clears throat> makes it hard for you to be in good friendship with that person. It hurts their feelings. It There's brokenness there. And you have to be responsible for admitting that sin and asking for forgiveness for it. And you need to do your best with the with the Lord's help to mm-hmm. not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing is that it also offers the other person who's been offended. You have to lecture them too. Yeah. Because it offers that person the opportunity to make a choice. Are they going to step into what Jesus wants for them and be forgiving for the 77th time yeah. or the 200th time? Right? Because not all of us... When you've create when there's a habit of pride because it's actually a character issue, a heart yeah. issue, yep. it doesn't necessarily just change like that. So if I have a three year old and they're being prideful, yeah, do you use the word pride? Oh, for sure. If you explain it to them and you use it over and over again, it becomes part of their vocabulary, just like anything else would. So in leadership, here's a leadership thing I've learned: in when you're leading people, mm-hmm. um. You're going to develop trigger words that create the right culture mm-hmm. in your organization. And what's beautiful about calling it pride mm-hmm. is now you're using biblical words that become trigger words of influence. So when you're doing that when they're three, mm-hmm. by the time they're teenagers, when you say you're being prideful, what is all comes floods into their mind? The biblical understanding right. of prideful, other situations in their past where they've been prideful, so they can't deny that they've been prideful before, and a relationship with their mom or dad of having conversations in the past with prideful and the need to repent and ask for forgiveness of God. And so how much easier is it now for them to be receiving of your words when they're teenagers? Totally. And not only that, but I think that kids also are able to judge when someone else is struggling with pride and they can have compassion for them when they recognize, oh yeah, that's something that I struggled with or I struggle with, mm-hmm. right? And I think that, you know, there's a danger in some theologies or doctrines out there that believe, oh, I I don't actually sin anymore now that I'm a Christian, right? There's actually a danger mm-hmm. in that, in the sense that our identity is not being a sinner, but we struggle with the temptation to sin at times and sometimes we fall if anybody listening just remember that sin is thinking about thought about somebody sin is having a lust 
thoughtful thought. Sin is, I mean, yeah, it's not just your actions. It's not just your actions. So I think people misunderstand that. There, the probably there's not a single person that goes if they very haven't forgiven somebody right without yeah. you know some sort of sin. Totally. And to God, the little sins matter as much as the big sins. And this is the thing: if you've ever struggled with forgiveness, for example, it's actually rooted in pride. Yeah. Because that means that you are too prideful to actually recognize that you have sinned in a way that's just as equal as so the, how the other person sinned against you. And that's why biblical parenting is refining. Normal parenting is refining in a different way, but it's just hard. It's just hard. But <laughs> biblical parenting is refining and growing you because as you teach your kids about being manipulative, being prideful, being, being angry, selfish. possessive, yeah. selfish, these words, what does it do to you? It makes you be introspective and think about yourself. If well, you're correcting so. kids, yes. we should be also be thinking about what am I demonstrating? Because it doesn't all come from our leadership because of what happened in the garden. Right. I mean, our kids have human nature too. They have human so, nature. So but not... there is a huge mimicking mirror there as well. True. So for example, if your kids grow up constantly listening to mom and dad gossip mm -hmm. about other people, for example, or be judgmental of other people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They are going to grow up and have a critical spirit and also be judgmental mm -hmm. of other people. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you don't even teach it to them. It just happens. And so we have to be very careful about and to be honest about our own sin mm -hmm. so that we can repent of it. And Christ, when he talks about us and boasting, for example, or boasting in your, he, he warns us not to be prideful and boast in ourselves, but only be boasting in Christ alone. And so, yes, we can be thankful for the things and, and even um, have pride for like, or be proud, be a proud mom. I'm a proud mom, right? Mm -hmm. I'm proud of my kids. They work hard. They have godly relationships with other people. They are seeking the Lord. I'm proud of that. And that's a good thing. However, if I was to say that I did that somehow or that the kids did that somehow and didn't give God credit or glory, then I would be in sin. And it would be a different kind of pride. In 2 Corinthians 10, 17, it says, but he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. So if we're commending ourselves, mm -hmm. if we're proclaiming ourselves, mm -hmm. then we're glorifying ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we allow God to glorify and commend us, that means we're probably in humility and he trusts us that we're going to glorify him in our successes. Yeah. If we have that attitude, our relationships with our kids are going to be completely different when they're older too. Yeah. I just think about how important it is that we reflect on how our potential pride could impact our kids and our relationship with our kids, their relationship with their future spouses, their relationship with their kids and so on. But if we're just talking about our relationships with our kids when they're older. So if you are prideful yeah. as a parent, there are two roads that'll happen that could potentially happen with your kids. They are either going to be growing up in such underneath such authoritative parents where there's constant pointing out of their sin and they are always wrong to where they'll be broken as adults, not confident, and they won't want to have a relationship with you. 
or they'll be codependent upon you because you haven't actually raised them biblically to be confident in who they are. Yeah. Like you can be so prideful that you break your kids. Mm -hmm. That's one road. The other road could be that you are so prideful and you don't correct pride in your own kids and you create this culture in your family of pride to where they go out and they are so prideful that they're independent. They don't need you. They don't need the body of Christ. They don't need friends because they can do it on their own. And that's also unhealthy. So think about yourself and leaders you've respected in your past that uh, were were influencing you. Mm -hmm. Think about the moments where you gained the most respect for them and they had the greatest influence on you. I bet- they were the moments where they were transparent about mm-hmm. their weaknesses and what they learned from it, or there were moments that they apologized to you. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We are praying that this content that we've just shared with you guys is truly transformational in your marriage and in your family. And we're excited to join you again next week. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.